You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 12. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hello. Hello there, everybody. Oh, my God. So excited. I am getting ready to do the Catapult program, which starts tonight. And we've got pet business owners from all over the world who are attending. It's so exciting. And I know a lot of the people who are signed up, who are going to be attending the first Catapult class tonight. And I'm so excited for them to meet each other. They've been my coaching clients. And so I just know them pretty darn well. And I know that they're going to have a great time with each other and connecting with each other. And it just creates this vibrant, wonderful community. So if you're listening to this during the day and you want to join the Catapult, there is still time to sign up. You can check out the Catapult page on the website. I just want to say that, you know, a dozen podcasts here. I love it. I love it. And I'm really enjoying doing the podcast for you. And I want to thank you so much for your sweet emails that you've sent me, you know, where you've told me, you know, I listen to you when I'm running on the treadmill or I'm listening when I'm driving around to dog training or pet sitting clients houses. I love getting that visual and I love knowing that it's making a difference for you because I put it out there, but you know, if I don't get response back, I don't really know. (laughs) You guys are listening to it. And so it's been so fun to get the response. So thank you to those of you who have reached out to me to let me know that you're really enjoying it. And for those of you that haven't yet, not that you have to, you can be quiet no need. But if you're feeling inspired, I would love to have you write how this podcast is impacting you. You can do that on the show notes. And the show notes for today are prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 12. And that's the number 12. And again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 12. I would love it if you take the time to just write a quick comment. Let me know how it is for you. What are you enjoying? What topics would you like me to speak on? I'm happy to really build this podcast around your needs and what you're wanting. So communicate with me. Let me know what you're wanting. I want to hear from you. And I also want to thank those of you that have taken the time to write a review for the podcast. I know it's kind of a pain. You know, you listen and then you have to kind of log in with your computer or on your smartphone, but it makes such a difference. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it. So thank you. And if you're feeling inspired, it means a lot to me. And it means a lot to other people who are looking and they see the reviews and they think, you know, I'm going to take a chance with this podcast. So thank you so much, everybody, for your energy and really connecting with me through your reviews and your comments. So I just want to check in a little bit and let you know what's going on in my world here. I just finished doing the final edit for my manuscript for my next book. 
And the book is called Prosperous Pet Business. It's going to be available in June of 2016. I just got the cover back from the cover designers, and it looks so good. I am thrilled with it. They did an incredible job, and I'm so excited for you to see it and to read it. It's been five years since I've published a book. For those of you who don't know, I wrote and published the book Six Figure Pet Sitting, which is obviously for pet sitters and also for dog walkers. And then I wrote the book Six Figure Pet Business, which is for pet groomers, dog trainers, doggy daycare owners. It's basically the same information that's in Six Figure Pet Sitting, but written with other service providers in mind. Just thrilled about that. So I'm going to have information to pre-order the book in the show notes. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 12. And again, that's the number 12 at the end. And I'm going to be offering a discount on the ebook for those of you who sign up. And you'll be among the first to get the ebook when it's hot off the press. So you'll be able to reserve your copy through clicking the pre-order page that is on the show note. Ah, really, really excited about that. It feels so good to be giving birth to another book. I really have missed having a new book out. It's been so many years. So I'm excited to share that with you. So today's podcast episode is part two of the live call-in coaching call that I offered to pet business owners a few weeks ago. Some of you may have attended that. Some of you may have asked your questions. And it was a really long call, so I broke it up into two parts. So this is part two. And I'm going to be doing another coaching call again in a couple of months. And again, it'll be a free live kind of group coaching, spontaneous, improvisational style coaching call. I don't know what you're going to ask me, but it's so fun to have you have you asked me your questions? So if you have a business challenge that you're really grappling with, go ahead and post it in the show notes page. And I will offer you a special invitation to join the next live coaching call with me. And I just want to say before we dive into this part two of the coaching call, that the sound quality wasn't as good as I would have liked it to be, especially on my end. I had to use my cell phone for the call, but I think once you get used to it, you're going to find that you won't even notice the difference in sound. So I hope you enjoy being a fly on the wall and listening to pet business owners share their challenges and struggles. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Carol from New Haven, Connecticut. I'm Carol Parmalee. I'm from Brantford, Connecticut, whose hounds and whiskers pet sitting is my business. I've been in business for about seven to eight years, and I've always used ICs, and I want to make some of my ICs, uh, I want to transfer them to employees. It's a little scary. Yeah. Um, how do I make jump? I started... Yep. I did get in my federal employee ID number, but what, good. what's next? Okay, good question. This is so important, and it's such a relevant topic for so many pet sitters and dog walkers because so many pet sitters, as you probably know, have ICs versus employees, and the IRS is really cracking down on that. So what I recommend is that you get an employment lawyer. 
You can get a low-cost lawyer by Googling low-cost legal aid, and I see you're in Connecticut, so maybe even low-cost legal aid, New Haven, seeing who comes up. Also, you can try contacting SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives. They can often do some free consulting around that. Sometimes lawyers are offering their service for free through Service Corps of Retired Executives. So that's the first thing you want to do. I also recommend that you talk to your accountant. And if you don't have an accountant, I recommend that you get a really good accountant who can give you wise and solid advice as far as what you're going to need to be paying these people, if they've ever worked yeah, with anybody that is transitioning. I've done, yeah, I've from, done that. I've already talked to my accountant. That was the first step I actually took. Okay, um, great. And then we figured out how much it was going to you know, cost so I would know what I could afford to pay everybody based mm-hmm, on what mm-hmm. was being, you know, what all the taxes uh, and federal taxes and all that were and state taxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, the employment lawyer, I didn't think about, so that's a wonderful tip. Yeah, and what I will also recommend is I did a webinar in November of last year where I interviewed an employment lawyer from the biggest employment firm in the country, Littler. He worked for Littler. Uh, it's kind I think of a, I, I went have, to that. I went to that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying this for other people, too, who might be listening I have that recording available on the products page. If you scroll all the way down, you'll see it and it converting your employees to ICs. And there's a whole list of things to do on a recording. So that can be a good resource. But really, you'll want to make sure to talk to a local employment lawyer. They'll spell out exactly what you need to do for your particular Mm -hmm. state. Yeah. And you'll, of course, want to get workers' comp. So if you have insurance through NAPS or PSI, you're going to want to contact the insurance company and just check in with them about that. Ask them how long it takes for you to kind of get reinstated or not reinstated, but, you know, get the workers' comp for your staff members when you hire them. And it may even be that you can fill out an application now to prepare for that. So that's something. And then... What a lot of pet sitters do, and I really recommend this, is getting a payroll company because you're probably doing a lot already in your business, and so having another task of getting the payroll together can be such a pain in the butt. <laughs> and we don't want that. We want it. Is it unusual to have employees and independent contractors? Because my feeling is for uh, anyone who's doing overnights, I would keep as an IC, but anybody doing... Daily walks or vacation tips. Yeah, thinking employee. I would. I would rather than think about it. I would get some solid, concrete guidance from an employment lawyer because they will really be able to spell it out. And different states have different policies. Like California's, where I'm located, is one of the strictest states for employment law. So you know, a lot of California pet sitters are really getting the whip from the IRS if they, you know, they're getting audited and all of that. So you want to make sure that if you do have ICs that they're actually congruent with the law. So an employment lawyer will be able to answer that question for you for sure and kind of spell out what that looks like. Yeah. It's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Okay. I have Lee calling from Washington. Hello. 
Carol Kind, I my name is Lee. Um I'm with Grace Harbor All Pet Sitting. I just started at the beginning of this year, so I'm a brand new newbie. And Yay. um <laughs> right now I'm just doing in home dog boarding just to get mm-hmm. started and I'm signed up with the rover and dog vacay mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that I'm getting a lot of my business. I purchased your book and your hiring packet and um, then I got the email from the workers' compensation that said, mm-hmm. oh, you can't have independent contractors in Washington unless they have mm-hmm. their own business license. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I wouldn't want that. So yeah. I'm going to have to have employees. So Carol's uh, question was just right up that alley. So I'll ask my That's second great. question. Um, yeah. Today... Since I'm new at this, I have a policy that a person has to pick up their pet from my home between 8 and 10 a.m. I gave them leniency and let them pick it up. I said on their little boarding reminder letter that they could pick up their pet at noon. Well, at Uh noon, about 12.30, I texted them and said, "Uh, what is your ETA? And I didn't hear back from them. And then finally Uh they said, oh, well, we're not going to be there till about 4 because we got in late. And I said, that's fine. I can change my appointment, which was this webinar, basically. You know, Uh I would work around it. And Mm -hmm. I'll just charge you for an additional day, so take your time. Later, he texted me and said, no, I'm not paying for an additional day. I'll be right over. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Hello. It's amazing how money talks. (laughs) Yeah, and so I had his um, Euromastic... whatever, lizard, looks like a little dinosaur, it was so cute, uh-huh. and his oh. little pit bull puppy, and I had given them uh, a really good rate, $25 for both um, wow. per day, which was a so really low. good deal, and it really, I didn't make any comments to him about it, but it really made me mad. I feel like he was really taking advantage of me. What yeah. would you suggest? I mean, I didn't yeah. say anything, but... <laughs> Yeah, okay, so this is so good. This is so good because it comes up so much, especially with newer pet sitters. And even some of you that are older pet sitters that have been doing it for a long time, this still can come up. So one of the red flags that I see right now that caused this was you charging this incredibly low rate. So when we're discounting our service, and that was a huge discount that you were giving him, it causes people not to have much respect. It's kind of like, well, I'm paying only 25 bucks a day. So I think it's important for you to really look at what your competitors are charging for the same amount. Maybe not looking on Dog Vacay and Rover because those sites tend to be a lot lower priced than, say, a professional pet sitter that's not listed on there. So I mm-hmm. would create, first of all, a spreadsheet of your competitors, maybe 10 of them in your area in Washington, in, you know, wherever your county is. And, you know, on the far left of the spreadsheet, put the web address where their website is and then all the services that they provide that you also provide, right? And then the rates that they charge for those services, additional pet fee, amount of time, all of that. So you can get a sense of where your rates are or where they should be. For newer pet sitters, I recommend that you're in the middle to maybe a little bit above the middle. So let's say the lowest is 15 and the highest is 20. Then you might be looking at like 16, 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe 17, something like that. Because you're just starting out. You're trying to build your client base. You don't want to be super high in the beginning because you're gathering clients right now. Clients are also often the best resource to get more clients because they're going to tell other people about you. So it's a marketing string, too, when you have great clients who love you. The second thing is, I think it's really important if you don't already have this, is to have a contract in place that states by what time they are going to be need to pick up their pet. And I would actually err on the side, like an hour before you actually need them to pick them up. So let's say you really want them to be picking up their pet by noon. I would actually make that time 11 because nine times out of 10 people are going to be a little late. So, you know, it gives you some wiggle room in terms of having your day. And the second thing around that is that I would definitely in your contract state very clearly that if they don't pick up their pet, you know, by, say, 11, that you will be charging them an additional day's rate and that they've agreed to that by signing the contract. And so that will really ensure that they'll be there by 11. Now, if they're there at, like, 5 after, 10 after, I would give them a break. But if they keep doing that, then I would say, you know, just to remind you, The time is 11, so if you could please in the future come at 11 because I don't want to have to charge you additional. So that's what I would do. Right, yeah, okay. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. It was funny because it, it, it was in my contract and they even had a copy of it. And it's just funny how they just disregarded yeah. it and said, oh, well, we're coming at four instead. It's like, And it even says in there that I would have to charge you because I have other clients coming and when you're late, yeah. It, yeah. it puts your whole schedule out of whack. I mean, I could have had another yes. dog coming. but Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so one of the things that you get... 
I love that. So if you get, I don't love that that happened to you, but I love that you brought it up because it happens a lot in this industry. And what happens for us as service providers is really being in integrity with ourselves and what we need and want in our business in order to have it run like a well-oiled machine. So what happens is if we're not true to our needs and wants, like, you know, this guy, you wanting him to come at noon, he wants to come at four, he's not willing to pay, that creates chaos, right? You're having to he's like a leash around your neck. <laughs> oh, it's strange, too, because I said I'll have to charge it. And he goes, no, I'm not paying for another day. I'll come right over there. And it's like, I mean, he was already yeah. two and a half hours late. Yeah. It was funny. And I just thought, yeah. oh, you think you're the one who's in charge. So I know. This is a red flag client. I would I know. probably I not service this client again. Yeah, yeah very disrespectful. Yeah, I agree, my dear. Yeah. So, and you know, part of it comes from it's so interesting when we charge a really low rate, we often get these really demanding, annoying people. <laughs> I found that over and over. I would just, and sometimes I would automatically give people a discount, and I would end up regretting it because they would end up being the most neurotic, demanding, perfectionistic client I'd ever had, and I was giving them a discount. They didn't even ask for it. But, yeah, I even you know. watched his lizard for free, so okay. Oh, yeah. No big deal. It's a lesson. This is great learning for you, you know, <laughs> and you're, yeah, I, you're really clear this didn't work for you. Well, it was the second time I've watched her. Yeah, and she's a really high energy. She's a pit bull. So, yeah. you know, it's really yeah, a high funny. energy dog. And so, anyways, just about the workers' comp, I'll try yeah. to take the um, information from your employment thing and work around yeah. that somehow. Wonderful. Great. And talk to an employment lawyer about it. It'll help. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Okay, let's see. I have... This is Kristen from Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. Hi, Kristen. I should have remembered that, huh? (laughs) You make everything sound so easy. Oh, Um, you know, and it's not, right? It's like, oh, ouch. So, it's just me right now. And Uh for the longest time, I've been saying I either need to um, get bigger or just get out. Los Angeles is a very expensive city to live in. It's the city of renters, and I've read mm-hmm. figures that, you know, to live in L.A. County, you'd really need to make $33 an hour to, mm-hmm. you know, have a, have a balanced existence. That, combined with the looming increases in minimum wage. Yeah, um, I know. Like going, having it go from nine to fifteen dollars by twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, small businesses get a tiny break, and I mean, there's similar things that might be on the ballot. I think for California as a whole. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my big issue in not moving forward is how do I make sure that I can charge enough, pay enough, and make enough <laughs> to, to mm-hmm. make this. Viable for yeah. me. Um, yeah. And talking to the accountant and a business attorney were, you know, an employment attorney were good ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're going to want to do is really a couple things. One is I'd like you to really, if you haven't already, 
get very clear about your monthly nut. And what I mean by that is how much you need to bring in, both personally and professionally. Like, what are your expenses that you have each month, business and personal, so that you're clear, okay, this is my amount, okay? Because that's going to help you set goals in terms of how much you need to bring in. And it is a lot more expensive when you hire employees versus ICs, and it ends up costing a lot more, and it dips into the profit for sure. It's one of the bummers about having employees, but one of the benefits is you get to have a lot more control. That's the first thing that I would recommend. And then the second thing is I would really encourage you to do a spreadsheet of your competitors' prices like I talked about. I would get 15 of your competitors that are in your area and really look at what your prices are in accordance with what other people are charging so you get a clear view of where you're at. And a lot of pet sitters don't raise their rates regularly, and you're going to need and want to do that. You've got some time because 2020 is a while away, but what you're going to want to do is actually do an increase every year. Unlike some people, they might do it, you know, once every two years, perhaps. But for you, because of what's happening with the minimum wage, and it's happening across the country too, but some people, you know, they're up there in their rates, and it can be harder to actually charge more. But for you, I would recommend that you look at what your competitors are charging and charging, you know, say $2 more per walk or visit. And then if you do overnights, $5 more per overnight. You want to give clients a month's notice so that they have a month's notice before the rate increase goes up. If you look at my website on the free stuff page, if you scroll all the way down, you're going to find how to write the perfect rate increase letter. And you can go to sixfigurepetsittingacademy.com, go to the free stuff page, scroll all the way down, and you're going to see how to write the perfect rate increase letter. You click on that. It'll take you to a blog post that I wrote a number of years ago, but it's still very much applicable for this day and age. And you basically want to copy and paste it. And you might want to add some things to it, but it's a rate increase letter that a lot of my coaching clients have used with great success. It'll help you compose that. So I would really be doing some of this footwork to make sure that you can raise it $2. Let's say you do this spreadsheet and you're noticing, oh my God, I'm the highest pet sitter here for pet sitting and dog walking, you're probably not going to want to do a rate increase. But most likely, if you haven't raised your rates in a couple of years, it's going to be time to do that. So that's going to help you kind of be in line with the times as it as the minimum wage goes up. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you're doing all the right things. You're doing investigating. You're really looking at this. You're thinking ahead, which is so important. And the important thing, I think, for you will be to not get discouraged around this, you know, to really keep your eye on what you want to create rather than focus on what's not working, like, oh, my God, I have to pay this higher minimum wage. I have to, you know, because what happens is our energy starts to get depleted when we start to look at what's not working. Instead of focusing on, okay, this is what I want to create. I want to create a really vibrant, successful business where I'm paying people a rate that they really feel good about. And the thing is, when you raise your rate, you know, oftentimes you can raise your staff rate. So what you might want to look at doing is 
paying your staff a dollar more. So kind of splitting that with your staff members when you raise it, that'll help. Okay. The other part of it, too, is I'm not really a numbers person. I don't like doing that stuff. Yeah, I get it. I have a lot of anxiety about, you know, being things working out, not just being... Well, I, I totally to understand. I, you know what? Just so you know, I was not a numbers person at all. In fact, I, I think I wrote about this in my book on six figure pet sitting. I took a class in college called How to Deal with Math Anxiety because I literally would have like my heart race when, you know, I was in math class. I just would kind of freak out. I'm very much an English communications person, but not so much in that way as far as numbers go. And I never took the class. It sat, that book sat in my trunk (laughs) for like a year, you know, how to deal with math anxiety. It never came out of its wrapper. It was in the cellophane wrapper, you know. So I totally get where you're coming from. And for me, what happened was when I really got clear about how much I needed to bring in, and to get clear about that monthly nut and to set monthly goals, that got me excited. And I actually really grew to love math and numbers. And I'm so surprised to be able to say this today because I never would have guessed that that would be the case. But what I find is it's so revealing and it's like a language, you know, for your business that really helps you determine where you're at. And it's not complicated. Like, my mind made it complicated. My fear made it complicated. But if I could just, you know, dive in a little bit, figuring out, okay, how much do I need to bring in? What's my monthly nut? That gave me a sense of empowerment over it. And setting of the goals helped. And really, you know, I track everything I spend, both personally and professionally. So that's something that I've been doing for about maybe 13 years now. So I'm really clear about how much I'm spending. And I found that that practice of writing down, you know, I have a Quicken app on my phone and I have a business and personal account. So whenever I spend anything, cash or debit card or whatever, you know, I enter it in Quicken. And um, it makes a big difference. So I'm really in tune with my numbers. So you might want to start there and see if that shifts things for you. And you can always get an accountant too. You know, if you find you do that and you're like, I really don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't force yourself to do it. Okay. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Let's see. I have Philip from St. John's, Florida. Actually, it's Robin. Hello, Robin. Hi. The the phone is listed in my husband's name. Okay. This is Robin with okay. all, all, ears, all Ears Pet Sitting in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Welcome. Uh, hi. Thank, thank you. Uh, the problem that I have is trying to find pet sitters. I'm, I'm wondering what other people around the U.S. are, what sources they're using that's a great question. For placing ads. Okay. I'm going to ask everybody to go ahead and type it in. Where do you find people? So somebody said word of mouth, um, care.com, Craigslist, Facebook. Somebody said indeed.com, Craigslist referrals, postings. Zindi from San Antonio said Craigslist, meeting people at marketing booths, at pet events. Boy, that's a great idea. 
somebody else said, I first asked my current sitters for referrals. I also found one of my best sitters through a homeschool mother's chat room. That's great. Moms can be a great resource for finding You can get great staff members who are moms, and you can do that by posting an ad on Mother's Club newsletters. That can be a great place to find people. Also, what I would do is when I was having a challenge finding sitters, I would often put an ad on Craigslist, but sometimes not very many people would respond if there was a big need. Lots of pet sitters were posting help wanted. Then what I would do is I would actually ask my current sitters, and I would offer them sometimes as much as a $100 referral fee if they you know, knew of somebody who would be great that would stay for three months or longer. Like they had to stay three months or longer in order to get that referral fee. So that can be a great way to find people. Somebody from Tucson said Craigslist, Sandra's a local small newspaper. Yeah, and newspapers these days, probably more in the rural areas, will that work? In the bigger cities, most people aren't going to be reading those so much. And then somebody said local agriculture schools and vet tech students. That's a great idea. Also, what I found is I would post ads on the seminary job boards. You know, people had a lot of integrity (laughs) who were studying to be ministers, and I found some great people that way. Helen said word of mouth, thumbtack. That's another great one. Thank you for mentioning that, Helen. PSI locator, business card at vets offices, clients. These are some great ideas. So I want to thank everybody so much for your great questions. I really appreciate your time. And if you enjoyed this, you can let me know on Facebook or with an email. I'd love to hear from you. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Kristen. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the coaching call, and I loved hearing the questions from those of you who asked them, and I really am looking forward to helping those of you who are in need. I usually have about a handful of private coaching sessions available a week. So if you're grappling with an issue and you want to work with me privately, you can feel free to check out my coaching page, which is in the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 12. And that's the number 12. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 12. Thank you so much, everyone, for being a part of this podcast, for listening, and I just am so grateful for you all, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.